0: All right, so let me preface this just to be completely clear. Most of what I wanna discuss today, I have been guilty of and I have struggled with and found myself getting wrapped up in. So I'm not trying to say that I have everyone's answers. I don't think I ever do on this podcast. I don't think I go out of my way to try to sound like I have everyone's answers, but I I get passionate and, and for a reason. And so let's just get right into it. Now, when I say the topic, and I'm sure you've read the label already, the title, But when I say that we do get too hung up and misguided by, and and honestly, like persuaded and brainwashed by a lot of things that we see via the media, internet, um, social media, all all the things that we consume from, from media, which are full of a lot of people's opinions. But they're not just a varied set of opinions. What the problem is that we have a huge amount of generalizations This is nothing new. This predates the internet. This predates television. This predates radio. But we have these sweeping generalizations and it goes both ways. Let me explain what I mean. So no one likes to be pigeonholed into one, like how how you were raised, where you were born, what race you are, what language you speak, what gender you are, your height or your weight. No one wants to be lumped into a generalization. No one likes that. But damn, it's really easy to go the other way, isn't it? How many people generalize? Well, I think all of us have, and all of us potentially still do, depending on what we're doing, depending on what we're dealing with. So I see a lot of things um, that I feel are extremely insincere on the internet. And I hope that you don't see my podcast as something like that. (laughs) I try to be as honest as I can. I I don't always have all the answers, and sometimes pretty disjointed discussion here. and I don't always know what I'm talking about, but... Um, it's my platform to hopefully give ideas to people. So that was my little (laughs) preface again about, hey, I don't have anybody's answers. I'm just talking. But the thing is, I sense a strong sense of insincerity on things that even I should support. So it's very obvious when we have like rampant, uh, let's say, what's a generalization that's really bad? We'll be like just rampant hate of a group of people or a gender or whatever. I don't care if it's casual and funny like I hate everybody from the west coast. <laughs> There's some comical aspect to that but at the same time it's still a bias. To I just don't like Asian people. That those are biases. Those are steeped in hate and ignorance, right? Well, although those are really obvious, we have a lot of other ones and we live with those constantly. Okay? And we we change them. Now this is, this is this is really the the crux of everything today. We change our passionate opinions based on what we're dealing with at the moment. I encourage you to not. Let me explain an example. So one thing a lot of us deal with is we are in a relationship or or marriage and it doesn't work out and we get divorced or we break up or we, it's the latest breakup, but we're dealing with whatever. And a lot of times we'll say, well, that's it. Um, I'm not gonna date again. <laughs> you know, and that, that's easy to say. Um, like for example, I'm a guy, um, I date women, so maybe I'll say women are a problem. I don't want to date women. All women want this and that. Most women do this and this and that. And the women will just only... Duh, 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 duh. Very common. Very, very common. Now, what is considered slightly more politically correct in the public space is to insult men, especially in relationships. It's considered relatively normal to say that men are pigs and liars and cheats and they're womanizers. I mean, this of the term womanizer? It's strictly only about men. So it's easy and politically correct to go that route. But it's also the same thing that we do in every direction. Okay. And so what we see, because it's politically correct, to go on a a rant, entire website, entire Instagram account based on men being awful. Those are very, very common. But see, the thing is, though, the efforts that I see to try to defend men are steeped in some truth. There's a lot of things that are mentioned, whether it's an Instagram account, whether it's a a blog, whether it's a news source of some kind, uh, a YouTube channel, whatever. What happens is, and this is just one example, what I do see as a man who dates women, who uh, has been labeled all kinds of things because I'm a man, I understand, the concern to speak out against the bias. I understand when you're sitting here thinking as a man, hey, I'm a decent guy. Why, why am I being labeled as this? I'm, I'm not a womanizer. I'm not a, an abuser. What, what, why is everybody? What? I get the frustration. But the answer, and this is where sincerity that I sense, the answer is not the opposite. The answer is not that men are all wonderful and just misunderstood. And women are actually now the problem. Let's spin it the other way. And although it's obvious for really obvious Andrew Tate, super wannabe macho, super fragile men to go freak out about things and make everything into the opposite of that. The opposite of criticism of men. Now it's pro-men and women suck. I mean, even the in-between areas. That That's, that's where my concern is. Again, rampant hate and ignorance is easy. My concern are those things that maybe you're doing, Regardless of the, quote, direction, whether it's gender, race, or class, or uh, just interests. Are you carrying a bias based on your moment right now? You don't like a city because you live there for a bit and somebody there, uh, maybe it's a relationship that you broke up. Maybe some experience you had there was bad. You don't like the entire city or people from there maybe you read into and bought into stereotypes you hear in media or social media so you don't like an entire region or a country you know look i was a kid in the 80s i was 10 in 1985 and one of the first sort of coming of age ideas i had was russians are bad communists right cold war 1986 was like the peak of the cold war in terms of nuclear missiles and um even with my reasonable parents as a kid, the idea was that Russians were bad. That was the message we got. You know, the movies reflected that. All the enemies were Russian in, in films and whatnot, in TV shows. For the most part, there was still some lingering Vietnam stuff from 10 years prior. So we saw a lot of that. But for the most part, Russians were terrible. And when you're 10 years old, you kind of wonder why. You know, what's communist? The term communist, I knew it was a, quote, bad word before I knew what the fuck it meant. For real, as a very young kid, five or six years old, communist was an insult. To this day, if I hear communist, my first reaction at a deep rooted level is insult. It is an evil person. Hmm. But let's be honest, the hundreds of millions of people that live in Russia, the majority of them are just people like you and me, right? Duh, obviously, right? And there's all walks of life there. There's wonderful people. There's shitty people. There's moral people. There's absolutely depraved people, just like everywhere. So the idea that Russia is evil makes me feel ignorant that even as a young child, I bought into it. But that's because that was the narrative that I was being fed. I didn't have to be part of some hyper-nationalist parents or situation to, to get into that. It was so dominant. So we're still seeing that now, but now we have it so, so exaggerated because the internet gives everybody a platform. So we get it from every direction on all subjects. And what happens is that people, like myself, become passionate about a subject. They become passionate about defending something. They become passionate about a social situation hmm? or a bias or something. And they want to attack the ignorance, but they end up attacking the person. And that's where my concern comes in. Are you going after the people that you claim are so bad with a generalization because they're generalizing you. The recurring theme on this podcast is gray area. Like I said, excuse me, it's that middle ground. And it's a very uncomfortable place to be because that middle ground means that I'm from Houston, Texas. Not really, I was born in Puerto Rico, but I grew up here. So I'm from Houston, Texas. I love Houston, I do. I've met a lot of wonderful people here. We have a lot of great food. Um, you know, when you're the the coast, it's nice, you know um there's a certain vibe here in Houston that's different from elsewhere. That's all true, but everything I just said is also true about everywhere else and it's not to say that, that that Houston has no value to me. It's not to say that I haven't had bad experiences here too. Obviously, I've had good and bad experiences in Houston, but to be like pro Houston simply because I moved here when I was three years old is hardly a reason actually to be. Pro-Houston. It's not a reason to be anti-Houston. Okay. So when we find ourselves in that gray area, analyzing the gray area, there's a couple of things that modern culture, especially in this country, has really, excuse me, has really pushed us into when it comes to that middle ground. And that is that middle ground is weakness. We have talked about that before. Middle ground is actually not weakness. It's not middle. It's not neutral. Middle ground. And I don't mean compromise, but accepting and acknowledging the multifaceted aspects of everybody is a powerful place to be. But it is actually a very scary place to be. The more myopic you are, the more you look at your life like you you identify with just a region. You live and die for Houston. You live and die for a sports team. You live and die for a politician. Your car is full of fucking bum stickers about one politician or one political party. There's your whole identity. That sort of fragility of experience that tells me that there's probably something missing in your life you are one-sided and you're identifying only with something that makes you feel part of a tribe there's nothing wrong with liking things there's nothing wrong with me meeting someone who's into pink floyd or into photography and we have a bond because we are like the same things nothing wrong with that absolutely not there are interest groups for reasons obviously what i mean is when we wrap around and we mold our entire identity into something it's because we are missing something most of the time here and then it's here again excuse me it's not 100% it's not a and z nothing is so when i see somebody like with a passionate interest in something i love when i see that they're interested in it but it doesn't define them it doesn't mean that they're this is their entire existence They have a lot of things to them. They got a lot of those proverbial layers, you know, the onion layers. There's more to them. Even if they're a relatively straightforward human being, not complicated, not particularly verbose maybe, very straightforward person, but they have more to them and they don't seem to be blinded by their interest. This is what I've been guilty of, defining myself on an interest. Um, And I know many people who have been defining themselves um, off an ideology of some form and I don't mean just having beliefs. I don't mean having conviction. I mean defining yourself off something So when we're fresh off a breakup Then we are pro good men men good men get shafted all the time And it's not right and what are women thinking and you I'm not making this up go online go find it What are women thinking? I'm a good guy Women always do this. Women always do that. And it's like, brother, I'm sorry. You've had bad luck. I could argue that I have had it too. But I've also had a lot of wonderful experiences, even on some of those relationships that didn't work out. Being realistic ain't easy. Getting mad is real easy. And I know that feeling. And what I've been checking myself with all year, 2023, it's now September. All this year, I've been checking myself on my own bullshit. I've been checking myself on, am I preaching the idea to myself, but also to anyone else who asks, <laughs> am I preaching the idea of some kind of self-actualization, looking for inner peace, and really coming to terms with everything as it is? Am I preaching this idea, but not living it? And a lot of times, I'm not I'm not living it. I'm wanting to, and I feel good about that direction, but I don't always go that direction. I sometimes fall back. So I don't condemn myself, For those moments i acknowledge them and i repeat to myself literally this is my method whatever works for you but i repeat to myself literally okay all right that's a really biased terrible way to think that is actually a nasty kind of thought well no that's self-destructive it is it'll pass tomorrow it'll be better etc so defending our what we feel attacked on especially in a public space Tends to, especially nowadays with the internet, it tends to cause a, you know, forest fire. It just keeps raging and raging because others chime in and others chime in. What I sense is that no one's actually learning. No one's actually evolving. I sense that everybody's going into mob mentality. Do I like seeing, you know, a biased, hateful group being biased and hateful? No. But the opposite is often given a pass because it's a response to the hate. Yeah, but I would argue that it goes too far sometimes. And the players involved, the people involved, they themselves look at every type of um, when you when you recognize that either someone else or something you read or saw, when you recognize that, hey, this is actually the opposite, they're they're espousing some idea that's negative and bad, and they're trying to make awareness towards that idea. This is not a good idea. But they have gone a little too far, perhaps, and they're turning it into a, a witch hunt in a reverse direction. When you recognize that, what people's knee-jerk reaction is to say, aha, they have an I gotcha moment. Lots of I gotcha. Let me ask you a question. Whatever has I gotcha done for you? What has that ever worked online? What has ever worked with a friend, family member? Aha, I caught you being angry. I caught you being biased in reverse. I caught you being naive. I caught you being ignorant and hateful. Does that usually work? No. if someone's really, really close to you and you can sit down and say, look, this is what I'm noticing, man. This is what you're doing. We should talk. This is this. This is not right. I don't think you should be doing this and here's why. That's a different story. But catching each other. What are we after? W's? We're after wins? Huh? Are we keeping fucking score? Is that what you want? Is that what you think helps anything? See, when you think that someone's thinking wrong, when you think that someone has the wrong idea, teaching them is fucking hard. Ranting, calling them names and telling them that they're stupid is easy. Don't take on a responsibility that you claim to change the world when you know you can't. I don't. I have a podcast where I talk about ideas, but I do not think that I can help everyone. I do not think that I have everyone's answers. I try to speak it as broad as I can, but talking about my hangups, maybe you can learn from it. Maybe you can't relate to me at all, but that's what I do. I haven't always. I have acted like I have all the answers. I have acted like I know everything. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm willing to admit it. I have. Are you? That's between you and you. We've talked about that subject before too. When you admit that you've been doing a behavior that you do not like and you recognize as a problem, it is not necessarily beneficial to tell anybody. You can. But the difference is, are you telling yourself and are you listening to yourself and more to the point? Are you making a change? Are you working towards changing it? Are you understanding that that change might be difficult and you're going to fail at it multiple times before you can embrace something different? Are you recognizing that character flaws are deep-rooted? And if you don't like some of your character traits, changing them is not just a conscious choice. It is a complete change of pattern. It could be a change of lifestyle. You have to decide what's important to you. What's the most important to you? Because responding to attacks, responding to hate, responding to bias and bigotry with more bias and bigotry might be, in certain contexts, politically and socially acceptable. But what have you done to really grow? What have you done to become the better person that can influence and teach? And those of you who are parents, what are you teaching your kids? That's my biggest concern. I feel regularly that I'm not a good enough parent. Regularly. And I've tried for a while now to do my best to present a situation to the children, to my kids, they're not babies anymore, but I've always tried to present the situation factually. We talk about everything, okay? Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and everything in between. And I try to tell them, here's the situation. Here's what I think. Here's what some other people think. Historically, here's some things that I have observed. And then I put it on them. What have you observed? What have you noticed? If they have no idea, then I say, okay, well, cool. And we talk some more about, again, my observations. My philosophy with my kids is to teach them how to think and not what to think. I repeat that because I have to repeat it to myself every day to make sure that I'm not trying to inject A belief system into my kids be like this think like this this is your opinion this is your preference this is what you must do I don't want to do that to them so I take the harder path of teaching them how to think and that's what I'm trying to do to myself I've been doing it for a while but acutely this year am I thinking about situation the right way I have my feelings I have my knee-jerk reactions I have my traumas I have my triggers facts but what is the actual beneficial response inside me? Everybody always suggests, you know, well, you know, if you have a friend, you should reach out and talk with them. Sure, absolutely. You should get out and see the world more and, and not just travel, but like get out of the house. That's true. I believe that's true. But everything still is within. Calling a friend to have a rant about somebody, been there, done that. Calling a friend to have a rant about somebody, to make yourself feel better and the friend supports you <laughs> you know a real positive discussion when you're having difficulty a progressive discussion i should say is not an easy one sometimes we need to quote let off steam sure but what are you benefiting from the letting off of the steam look at it like a like an actual car engine car engine's overheated you got to turn it off Cool it off in the old days, we open up the radiator, you know, let it all vent out, cool off. All right, now we start over again. What do we do? Not put coolant in it, not put water in it and floor it again? No, we look at the situation and go, what went wrong? How do I not get that point again? Or as often. So yeah, we need to vent. Yeah, we need to defend ourselves. Yeah, we need to speak up for the underdog. Yeah, we need to say what needs to be said. I said what I said. You know what, again, have your convictions, but get ready to abandon your assumptions. I'll repeat that over and over. And when you assume that because you're defending a position that you must be right, but you're not changing anything about yourself, you're just gonna be another another noise, another piece of noise, I should say, in the crowd. Something that I've done a lot of. I'm trying my damnedest. To see what I can do to ensure that I'm doing something progressive as often as possible. Progressive for me. And I haven't always been. And I I don't do it every day. I have low days. I have up days. But I don't want it to be about overly, excuse me, misguidedly passionate positions. The internet has kind of made us both uh, used to, we become accustomed to like really impassioned, dramatic, you know, just all the pathos and all the drama. We have really gotten used to that from the internet. But at the same time, we become immune to it. So we don't notice some of the overly melodramatic stuff as being useless to us. You're allowed to get mad. I'm not saying you can't. You're allowed to get mad. I get mad. You're allowed to have bad days. You have to have loud days where you cannot function very well. Yeah, you can get pissed off at somebody. You have days where you want to give up. You have days where you just cry. Yeah. But your response should not be more aggression. Your response should never be more or anything retaliatory. Okay? Because look, we can point the fingers all day at, at political positions, social positions, the genders, gender fluidity, politics, whatever. We, we can We can point fingers. And we can say, well, you know, I would, but yeah. I think that as soon as you say, you know, I totally would do this progressive good thing, except no one else, blah, blah, blah. Okay, yep, 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 yep. That's an excuse. More often than not, I'm making excuses when I use that line. I'm trying to say that I can't do this because, well, because of other people. I couldn't possibly find a future romantic relationship worth a damn because mine have not worked out to this point. So therefore, women are the problem. What? No, no. I don't know if this makes sense to you guys, but for me, I just want to talk about that today because yeah, I I experience this every single day on the internet, I do, every day. And I know you do too, okay? But I want to just mention it today, hopefully. To get you thinking about are you legitimately allowing yourself to be what you're complaining about in concept okay most of your observations about injustices and attacks and things that are just not right and immoral most of your observations you can make the world a better place by changing yourself from after you've learned from those observations, and then how you teach others. Teaching is a huge responsibility. Yelling at somebody is not. Guiding a child or a friend through a difficult path to help them learn how to just experience life better because of some problem they're having or some bias that they have, that's difficult. Screaming at them and unfriending them is not. So you can't fix everybody, and I know you can't, and you're gonna get mad. But stop pretending that you can. Understand that real efforts are all internal. Think about everyone you admire. Scratch that. Think about everybody that should be admired. Because I guarantee you admire some shitty people. We all do. Usually celebrities. But there are some people who aren't celebrity. That evoke a certain, let's call it an energy. A certain thing about them. And you think, how many times do we do we say things like uh, this person's a trailblazer, they follow nobody, they they break new ground, they influence everyone, you know, they, they don't they don't they break the norm. We admire and we love and we covet the position of being unique and to be someone who's not following anyone else and who's sets a new standard or whatever it is, we admire that probably more than anything. But we are really, really good at continuing cycles of behavior that make us followers. I'm not saying everyone can be a celebrity or a leader on a large scale on a public scale, but you can learn to lead yourself the right way. You know, I have strong opinions about people's normal behavior that people consider normal. And now this, on this episode, I'm not going to talk about it because I don't think it's relevant now. And when I do talk about this stuff, I'm going to have to preface it very strongly with the fact that this is just my viewpoint. Everything I try to talk about, hopefully, will be that. This is my viewpoint. Does this help you relate on anything? Does it get you thinking in a new direction? Because see, once the episode is over, if you feel like this was beneficial and you go, nice, once the episode is over, if you move on and you know, put on a song on Spotify and don't change anything about yourself and don't make efforts to be more progressive. Don't even bother listening to this podcast or any. And that's a flippant comment. But what I mean is everything that you learn that you want to change has to have followed through. And that is where I'm at this year. Enough talk and more doing in me. And let me tell you, it's not easy but it's doable and it's more than worth it.